That's my king. Love that video. I saw that a few years ago, and I thought it was good to show this morning, uh, as today is Christ the King Sunday. Um, I'm Pastor Wade, for those that may not know me, I'm the associate pastor here at Wesley, and I just want to say that I'm so glad you're here this morning. It's good to see all the beautiful faces here uh, to worship. I really hope that y'all had a great week this last week, Thanksgiving, uh, other than uh, Easter and Christmas is my favorite holiday. Uh, I mean, it's hard to beat. I mean, you got, you got food, you got friends, you got family, you got football, and you got fun. I mean, that's a, that's a hard holiday to beat there. And I really hope that y'all got time with friends and family. Um, my family, uh, was really brave this last week. After Sunday services last week, we got in the car and we drove up to Wisconsin, 1,200 miles. And if you don't think I'm brave uh, enough for that trek, uh, add to it that I have two little boys, ages two and four, and you will believe how brave I am. If you've ever been in the car with two little boys, uh, let's just say thank God uh, for tablets and iPads, right? Amen? Amen, yeah. I know, I, you know, pretty brave. Uh, we had a great week this week. Um, we got to see our, my in-laws up in Wisconsin and got to see some more of Julie's family. And we just had a really fun time making memories, laughing a lot, eating a lot, and just having a good time. And I hope that y'all had the same. I hope you had lots of laughter, uh, lots of love, and a lot of joy this last week. As I said, today is Christ the King Sunday, and I think that one of the reasons why I uh, love Thanksgiving so much is because of this day, because the Sunday after Thanksgiving each year is a time where we pause uh, before Advent, uh, before Christmas season, before the busyness that is about to start, and we pause and we reflect and we remember that Jesus is our King. Like the video said, that that all those things, and, and what's amazing is that that's about a three, four minute video, and he goes on for like 40 minutes. You know, I almost said amen and walked off before I started preaching because that's it, right? I mean, that's our king. He does such a good job uh, with that sermon. Jesus declares the fact that he is the king in our passage today. Or maybe he more alludes to it, as it says, it said in the video that Pilate really couldn't find any fault in him. And so we're going to hear these words from John chapter 18, verses 33 through 37. And I know this is a little different this morning, but I would ask you, those who are able, to please stand for the reading of the gospel this morning. So Pilate entered into his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. 
Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Y'all may be seated. Thanks for standing for that. When we catch up with Jesus in our passage today, he has been arrested. He's been charged with the crime of claiming to be the king over Caesar. And he has been brought before the governor of Judea, Pilate. And the questions start with, are you the king of the Jews? Talk about a loaded question, right? I think it's probably the most loaded question of all time because if he says yes, he's gonna be incriminating himself to the tune of treason. And treason as now, as then, is punishable by death. But if he says no, he's a liar, because he is a king. So instead, Jesus being Jesus, he goes back and forth with Pilate, kind of goes toe-to-toe with him in, in a back-and-forth way of asking a series of questions. One of them asks a question, the other one asks a question back, and, and until finally Pilate actually is the one. Jesus never actually claims to be a king in this passage. Pilate claims that he is a king. But one thing that Jesus makes sure to say is that his kingdom is not of this world. Christ is the king. Christ is our king. But he says it three times there. Did y'all hear that? He says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then again, he, a little bit later, he says, but my kingdom is not from this world. He wants to make sure that they know that it is different. Which begs the question, what is Christ's kingdom like then? And more importantly, how do we make sure that we are active citizens in our Lord's kingdom? Christ's kingdom is different from the ways of this world, as he says. Instead of giving, I'm sorry, instead of taking, it gives. Instead of asking to be served, it serves. It asks us to forgive and to be forgiven, to love instead of hate, to be known rather than to be hidden. To be part of the kingdom, you have to acknowledge that fact. You have to accept the fact, as Pilate did, as billions have since, that Christ is king. And then you have to live like it. And I think that can be the harder part of the equation. We can accept that Christ is the king, but to live like it in our daily lives, to live like it in, in what we say and what we do can be a challenge. It makes sense then that being part of the kingdom changes us. Because when Jesus is our king, then we serve the Lord instead of ourselves. Put another way, when Jesus is king, we are no longer king or queen of our lives, but Jesus is. I love going on trips like this because I feel like I get all the sermon material I need for years to come in a week in a car ride 
with little boys. One of these, Jesus uh, brought this to, I'm sorry, Josiah did this for me. Maybe Jesus did it as well. But on the way back, we had to take a break. And we decided that we were going to be going through St. Louis, so we stopped at the Gateway Arch. Many of y'all have been there um, and have seen it yourselves. Very impressive. I'd seen it from the road before, and I was like, oh, wow. So let's go check it out. So we we drive around. It was really hard to find a parking space, but we finally did. And we parked next to a set of stairs, and uh, the stairs are probably about 100 or so steps up to the level to where the arch is. The arch sits uh, 630 feet. It's the highest uh, man-made monument in the Western Hemisphere. There it is. You see it up there. It goes all the way around. And the reason why we have this picture is because there's Josiah. You see him down there, that little speck? He ran up the steps in rocky-ass fashion. Dun, 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 dun. He's, got, he's even got the hoodie on. Dun, 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 dun. I could hear the music. And then he gets to the top. And he sitting there and he's saying, I'm king of the world. I'm king of the world, daddy. I'm king of the world. There I am. I didn't run up. See me on the bottom there. I'm, I'm holding Zeke's hand and saying, you run. Uh, I'll get there. He's such a goober. He's such a funny kid. And it's really funny because he doesn't know what he's saying. And what's more funny is he's sitting there and he's standing underneath this impressive monument and saying that. But I think often we're like that, aren't we? We're standing underneath the kingdom. We're standing underneath who Jesus is under, under Christ's protection, knowing that he is the king in, in so many ways. And, and it's not as funny as a kid doing it, I'm sorry to say. And we stand there and we say, you're not king of the world. You're not king of our lives, Jesus. We are. We are the king of our worlds. I say this because I know I'm guilty of it myself. It's those passages, right? Those, those things in our lives that convict us the most that really impact us. And I just know that I am. I know that when I act selfishly, step on the feet of, of others, that's not, it's not living like a citizen of Christ's kingdom. When I take things way too personally, I know I'm not acting like a citizen of the kingdom. And when I take credit for something that it's obvious that Jesus did, I'm not acting like a citizen of his kingdom. Anytime we act like citizens of this world, Christ says, and act as if we don't have Jesus as our king. We are living as if Christ is not our king. And our kingdom matters more than his. Instead, we need to pray for God's kingdom to come, just like we say in the Lord's Prayer. We need to live like citizens of the king. So I ask you this morning, what would it look like for Christ to be king of your life? For him to have the central position 
and focus so that others know that you are a citizen of his kingdom. For we make our biggest impact when we live out our faith, when we live like citizens of the kingdom. One great example of this, I'm of course a sports fan, and of course a big Astros fan, so of course I'd pick an Astro as my example, but one of the greatest examples I, I could think of is Lance Berkman. Many of y'all remember Lance Berkman. He played uh, for the Astros for about 12 years um, and made a four home run derbies, five all-star games during that time, went on to have a few more uh, when he left the Astros. He was a great baseball player. But the thing that I'll remember the most about him, the thing that impacted me uh, was the fact that he was a citizen of the kingdom and that he lived like it. He wasn't one of those athletes that said, oh, I'm a Christian, and then didn't live like it. Or he wasn't one of those athletes that lived for his kingdom more than Christ's kingdom. He didn't just say that he was a Christian. He let his actions speak for his faith. After coming to faith gradually during his college years, he moved out of a life where he was living mainly for himself and into a life where he was living for Christ. He gave of his time, of his money, of his efforts, of his talent, of his voice to advance the kingdom of God. I know what you're thinking this morning. Hold on, Pastor Wade. I'm no Lance Berkman. What can I do that matters in the grand scheme of things? I say you can do a lot. Because being a citizen of the kingdom, when you're acting like a citizen of the kingdom, is about starting where you're at, wherever that may be, and living out your faith in authentic and genuine ways. And the great news is that you can live as kingdom people today. You don't have to wait for someday to come and, and say, oh, I'm gonna live then, or if this happens, then I'll do it. No, you can do it right now. In every area of your life, you can do this. That is how the kingdom is advanced. That is how the kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven, through those who are citizens of the king. Hear me say this, the core of who we are as citizens of the kingdom is that we come and we gather and then we are scattered out. We gather together to worship the Lord, to worship Christ as our king like we do on Sunday mornings. We come and we gather when we have a time of Bible study or small group when we go deeper into our faith in those ways. We come and we gather when we have a time of fellowship uh, or another event or, or these kind of things. But once we are gathered, we are then to be scattered out. As we are scattered, we go back into the world around us and we express in genuine and authentic ways who Christ is. We live it out. 
We let our actions, we let our words show that we are citizens of Christ's kingdom. Be that with our families at home. Be that if we're in school with our, our schoolmates, with our friends at school. Or be that in the various places where we work and we volunteer. We are asked to live out our kingdom status in practical and personal ways. This means wherever you are, God can and will work through you. I ask you to think and pray about now or throughout this week and actually into the Advent and Christmas season as we move towards Christmas. One Sunday closer, we're one step closer to remembering the coming of our King to this earth, our Emmanuel, our God with us. But I ask you to think of one way, to pray about one way that you can live out that fact that you are a citizen of God's kingdom. Maybe it's being a friend to a coworker or a neighbor that nobody likes. I know everyone has somebody that you're thinking about right now. Try to be their friend, I know it's hard. <laughs> Maybe it's loving on a person in your family that's having a rough time. Maybe it's stepping out in faith and serving when it would be easier staying at home. And maybe it's after this rivalry week, and I've been hearing a lot about this game that played last night, LSU and A&M this morning. A lot of people on both sides not really happy with each other. But maybe it's loving on that person who cheered for that other team. Whatever it is, it should challenge you as you trust Jesus to take what you do and advance his kingdom all the more. For it is in our actions that we show the world that we are the hands and feet of Jesus and we are citizens of his kingdom. So this week, as I said, throughout Advent and Christmas, remember that Christ is your king. Remember that you are a citizen of his kingdom with all the expectations and privileges that come with it. And remember that you are called to live out your kingdom status, to live out your faith in missional ways. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you so much that you are our king, that you are everything that we need. You are our all in all. You are the most powerful one in the whole universe. Lord, help us to heed your call to go and to live out our faith in our daily lives. Give us strength, Lord, to be citizens of your kingdom. We ask these in your name. Amen. As we stand and sing our final hymn, I invite you that if you've never become a citizen of his kingdom, if you've never expressed and professed faith in Jesus Christ, that you can do so this morning. You can come up and you can pray with me. Or if you would like to become a member here of Wesley United Methodist Church, I invite you to do so. And as I already said, please do thank and pray about one way that you can live out your kingdom status during this season. Let's stand and sing.